Hi, everyone, and here we are celebrating what people love to do creatively. I'm Rod Jones. And I'm Ingie Jones. Welcome to the Thought Row podcast. We invite you to subscribe wherever you listen, and we are available virtually anywhere you listen to your podcast. That's right, Ingie. We've learned people really want to know more about creativity, and I think they're all going to benefit from listening to our weekly shows. But where we could discuss today, I know we're not going to have any guests, right? Right. We're not going to have a guest this week. But as you know, we have some pretty amazing guests scheduled over the next several weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know we're going to have an opera singer and we're going to have a makeup artist. Who else? Yes. And I'm really excited that we're also going to be interviewing an artist that will share her mental wellness journey for creatives. That's going to be very informative. It's going to be interesting to hear her life's experience, right? Yeah. Okay, who else? Okay, so I know we have a photographer, a jewelry designer, and next week's show, we're actually going to be hosting three people besides ourselves, so that's a total of five people on the podcast discussing when collaboration celebrates our creative talents. I think what's going to be interesting about that one Mm -hmm. is our guests are located in three different countries. That's right. Um, It's a time zone thing, right? But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to hear their take on collaboration. So true. And that will be a great show for people that might be interested in collaborating internationally with other creatives and to see how it's working out for them. I know we have a whole lineup But what are we going to talk about today? Well, today I thought we would have a discussion on a quote based from Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, the famous martial artist, and apparently he's kind of a great philosopher. Yes, yes. And this quote, I know I dearly love it. It, Here it is. It's so beautiful. Don't speak negatively about yourself, even as a joke. Your body won't know the difference. Words are energy and cast spells. That's why it's called spelling. Change the way you speak about yourself and you can change your life. You're not changing. You're also choosing. Wow. That's a a lot of wisdom packed into that quote. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it's, it's a longer quote than usual, but it, there's so much information that we should take to heart. Why don't you uh, read it again? Okay, I will. Don't speak negatively about yourself, even as a joke. Your body doesn't know the difference. Words are energy and cast spells. That's why it's called spelling. Change the way you speak about yourself, and you can change your life. What you're not changing, you're also choosing. I like that part. It's uh, called spelling. Tell me, what is your first takeaway from that quote? Well, I think my first initial thought about that quote is that you really need to be mindful of the words you speak about yourself, even if you're joking, even if you're just, you know, you're frustrated with yourself. I think you need to be kind to yourself. You know, we all know people and I probably do it myself and I'm sure you do. Our our daughter does sometimes. We all have a tendency to say something negative about ourselves. We think it's the right thing today or if we're if we're too braggish, we yeah. think, oh, that's wrong. I'm being too prideful. Right. But uh, conversely, that's not exactly the best way for you to live your life. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that where I really see it is people that always say I'm old. 
Yeah, you shouldn't say that because you're really not old. Well, no matter if you're it, 150 years old, you're yeah, old. you're only uh, you're only old if your thoughts are telling you so. Mm-hmm. And maybe as you get older, you feel some aches and pains, and you may not be as healthy as you like yeah. to be. But on the other side of that, your mind is working, and you should be happy, and you should be celebrating. And anything we say to ourselves that is negative like that mm-hmm. has an impact. I mean, Bruce Lee really had it right in his quote. So true. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing that he zeroed in on that, because he seemed to have lived, as far as I know, a very happy, content, and extremely successful life. And yes. it led him to be uh, philosophical. Right, right. I agree. Okay, so what about you, Rod? What are your thoughts about this quote? Well, my first impression was it seemed to always get down to that other famous quote. In fact, it's a quote I've used before. Mm -hmm. In fact, I've used it probably to the point of irritating people. (laughs) But it's the one that resonates with me. And it's, we become what we think about all day long. That's so true. That's so true. And recently... I saw something, I think it was on Instagram, and what it was is that if you are constantly thinking about other people and other circumstances and other things other than what you want to do, what your goals are, or what you want to accomplish for the day or your tasks, if you're not keeping that in focus, then they say that the universe will never grant you what you want in life because you're directing it to be focused on something else instead of what you truly want. So really it's good to keep in mind what it is you want and try to excise what you don't want and stop thinking about that. Another aspect of that to me also is what you want for yourself. You want to be happy. You want to be content. You want to be successful. You want to have good relationships. Right. You want, I mean, everybody wants that stuff. The other part of this too, a little bit, is what you wish for others. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, especially if we're irritated at someone right. or um, something's going on in the world that we don't like, and mm-hmm. we have a tendency to project a lot of negativity mm-hmm. outward towards other people. But unfortunately, that negativity can come right back at you. And sometimes it comes back more than you put out. So you know, true. you can be disrespectful to someone and all of a sudden you find out that these are mean people and they have every intention of making you unhappy. So have good thoughts for yourself. And my the other statement I always like is I'd rather forgive him than be him. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of applicable here too. Keep your own counsel. Keep your own thoughts. Right. And then what? there's a Buddha quote about how you, if someone gives you a gift and it's not what you want, I think this is the quote, I have to remember it now. I'll paraphrase it. Right. I'm paraphrasing. And you, you know, like if it's like if someone's telling you a bunch of awful things, you have the choice of engaging or you can just say nothing at all. And at that point, you haven't accepted their quote gift of negativity. So even if you're presented with negativity, maybe it's important to sit, just don't engage, turn your back, walk away, don't say anything. And sometimes it's the best thing to avoid any kind of 
problems or confrontations. I have another interesting story related to that. And it's now, this was several years ago when Mm -hmm. gas prices were really high. Yeah. And I pulled in to put gas in and it was really high. Uh, It was also one of those areas where they charge more anyway. And so I, mm. the guy next to me was complaining really verbally. It was very, very loud. Oh, yeah. And the guy who was parked ahead of him mm-hmm. was putting his gas in. Now, I was back far enough to where I didn't have to engage in the conversation, or nor did I want to. But the one guy who was complaining tried to unload his complaints on this other guy at the gas station. Yeah. The other guy in that gas station, he wasn't driving the best car and I, and I got the impression that, you know, money wasn't something he could easily throw away. Right. But he could look, turned to that guy and says, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I'm just happy that there's gas here for my car. Right. I don't care. And, and he turned him off. He just didn't want to hear all that negativity. Well, there and you go. I suspect that guy was going to have a great day. I bet. And I, and I empathize with the guy that, you know, he's struggling or whatever. But really, even if you are struggling... Try to show gratitude in what you do have and stop focusing on this negativity because the more you focus on the negativity and you don't show gratitude, the less good things will happen to you. Opportunities don't happen because you're, you're like a little ball of negative energy and like attracts like. Mm, so yeah. don't go there. Yeah. Yeah. Another thought is a quote from Lincoln. Yeah. That's another one of my favorite ones. Uh, this is another one I've probably repeated to people yeah. <laughs> to where they don't want to ever hear it from me again. But his quote is, people are just about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Oh, that's a really good one, too. But it's true. Entirely true. Well, you set the stage for your day. And if you're thinking thoughts that aren't building you up inside or making you feel better about yourself, you're looking towards some some serious negativity. That's also, I'm going to go off subject just slightly here, that also is applicable to people that create. Uh If you go into your studio or your creative space or you sit down in front of a blank piece of paper and you want to write something and you keep telling yourself, oh, I have no ideas or that stupid statement, I have writer's block uh, or I just don't know what to paint, I can't get started, whatever, that's all really negative talk. If you go into your creative space with a positive attitude and you're real upbeat and you're real excited, you're going to turn out a good product and people are going to see it and they're going to feel it. I always think it's really interesting when you look at a painting by somebody who is fairly depressed, like, uh, how do I want to say his name probably correctly, uh, mm-hmm. Arshley Gorky? Arshiel Gorky. I, Thank yes, Thank I believe that is correct, I hope. All right, well, please forgive please us forgive so we don't us have it right. We once had an opportunity to go to one of his shows and to see all of his, his life's work. And it was oh, depressing. Yeah. I mean, the energy that came off of some of those paintings just made me it was feel horrible. It was very heavy. Very heavy. And if you've ever read anything about him, he, he really had a lot of tragedies in his life. And it would not be expected of him to be one of these positive, mm-hmm. upbeat kinds of guys. But it was something else. So it's reflected in your creativity. I think because our show is about creativity, I think it's important for us to say something about mm-hmm. what you think about It's really important, especially when you move into your creative space, rather you sit down in front of your piano or you're in front of a microphone doing a podcast like us. True. But, you know, I'm going to make an addition here because sometimes you don't feel so darn terrific and you feel a little bit negative and it's okay. 
Like everyone feels that way. So if you need to be creative and you need to go in and you're not able to write or you're not able to paint or you're not able to play your instrument because you feel just so like down or whatever, because maybe circumstances aren't wonderful in your life at the moment. But I think at that point you have to go, well, I'm just going to play. I'm just going to play and have fun with it and just enjoy this moment and focus on the moment entirely and not deviate from the moment and not go into the past, not go into the future and be very directed in what you're creating. And I like what that. You're doing. I like when you said about play. Yeah. you need Because to I'm, I'm going to tell people something about your painting habit. Right. I've come into Angie's studio. <laughs> she's got her headset on. She's got a blank canvas sitting on her easel and she's dancing around the room. And I know that she's preparing herself and getting real happy inside, but dancing makes you happy. And so before she even picks up a brush, mixes any paints, et cetera, she's dancing and having a good time. I personally don't know that I could do that. I don't dance all that well, but I think it's pretty cool what you do. Oh, well, thank you. I, f I feel like I have to do that because sometimes you hear the news or you hear stuff going on and I really want to just detach from all of that. And get into a, a happy place where the universe and the cosmos can just inspire me inside so I can create something. Well, so I can create something. You're a woman, so what's the next thing you're going to say about that? Right, and I was going to say about this because this is so important about how women have a real issue when it comes to self-image. Have you noticed that? I mean, like you look through a woman's magazine and it's all about how you need to improve yourself. And they're all always judged by their looks and not necessarily from their brain power or their intelligence. I think the worst thing that a man could do is tell everybody or, or say, oh, my wife is so beautiful. Of course, your wife wants to hear that, and it's a good thing to say. But if you don't cap it off by saying, She's intelligent. I love talking to her. She's a great mother. She's a great partner in business and life. Yeah. You have to give your mate, and men don't do this enough, I don't think. I don't think they appreciate all the intelligence that women have. And there's obviously some very successful women out there in the world that are running corporations. It's getting better now, Yeah, but still. But self-image for women, and it, unfortunately, it seems to start in an early age. Even maybe a father might tell his daughter, uh, you're so pretty. Or, you know, if two parents say, you'll be lucky if you ever find a man to marry you because you're homely. That that kind of stuff sets a horrible precedence so that a child has to live with through their whole life. And I think that's probably laid on women worse than anything. And fashion magazines are the absolute worst when yeah. it comes to uh, body image. Yes. Was that Tell called shaming it. their body yeah, image? Well, they body shame you indirectly. And it's really a, an interesting paradigm because they tell you on in one half of the magazine that you're great the way you are. And then toward the middle, they tell you about how you need to lose weight and how you need to do these particular exercises or and then buy this certain outfit or buy these shoes. And then in the end, it's like you you close the magazine and you're like, oh, I liked what I saw. But then all of a sudden you have this discomfort, but you're not really sure why. Because you've just been criticized indirectly and 
you weren't you weren't even really aware of it. And I think it was really it's really prominent when you see young girl magazines like Seventeen. I think they're getting better because I think they're realizing what they're doing. But I think there's a little bit of shaming and you need to improve yourself. What you're doing is not right in your life. You need to be super successful and you need to do this and that. But really, you should teach people how to cope with their lives and how to project maybe a more positive image and how to be showing yourself more self-care And I could go on for this for hours because it's really irritating because when I grew up, especially the time that I grew up in, you know, it was such a a dichotomy of what women were taught, expected, and what your outcome was. It was like three different women that you sandwiched into something and yet you were supposed to be okay psychologically and physically. Yeah, and it's really interesting to me because, as you know, I was a photographer, ran a photography studio, and we shot a lot of fashion, and we had a lot of models. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting to me is these are very attractive women, um, but they all had... Not all, but the vast majority of them have very low self-esteem. They constantly needed to be told they're okay. Well, that, that is kind of prevalent in a lot of models, Sadly, sadly, they want the approval. But a lot of the models, I think, as they were growing up, were very tall, rather thin. And, you know, that wasn't the popular body type. And not liked. And not liked because they were maybe a little awkward. And the boys didn't fancy them at the time. But, you know, they they weren't grown into themselves. But, I mean, who looks totally gorgeous when they're a teenager anyway? You're kind of not all formed yet. I had braces. Yeah. But, um, but your teeth look great now. So. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> it's know, a cool I thing. didn't. I didn't want them. And my dad says, "No, you're going to have them." And after for the rest of my life, I I prayed and thanked my dad for making me wear braces because believe me, they were crooked. Right on. Right. On. Uh, another issue that we have is we live vicariously through our possessions. Oh and, yeah. You know, I know that's especially a biggie for men, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to cars. Oh yeah, and tools. And tools. More tools you have, the <laughs> more successful you are as a person. Right. That's what some people think. I, I agree with the cars thing. I think women like the cars because they want a nice car. House, interiors, clothing, like shoes, how maybe organized they are, you know, like their organizational things. I've been seeing a lot of that online. But really, I, I don't I don't know that those possessions in the end, they go through a season where they're important. And then all of a sudden you move on to something else and something else. And this one quote that I saw on online, of course, was it's better to have a $10 purse than a $2,000 purse because then you can take your $1,900 and put it in your purse instead your of having $0 purse, right? in your $2,000 purse. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's a good quote. I thought that was kind of a cool one. Well, when it comes to cars, I think men you know, don't think mm-hmm. the. I, I've heard, especially with trucks, if oh, a man yeah. if a man has a, a Ford one fifty or whatever it is, yeah. and another guy has a three fifty, he immediately looks down at the guy that has a pickup truck that is only a one fifty because the engine is not as big. It, so it's probably funny. It, there's probably a little libido going on here when it comes to that with men, but men also. They judge each other by how much, how successful they are financially, not necessarily how successful they are as a human being. Yeah. Being a, a great father and a provider and, and creating a safe environment for your family, that's really important. 
It's not necessarily important for you to have $100 million in the bank. That doesn't make you a better person. Of course, you can donate to charities, which is great, and you should. But possessions can overrule us and overpower us. People spend too much time thinking about possessions and maybe not enough time just walking out in nature and enjoying who they are Mm -hmm. and the fact that they're uh, in a beautiful environment and just being happy. Right. But I also want to add, though, that's not necessarily a judgment on people that do or do not have money because there are miserable people on both sides of the spectrum if they're wealthy or not wealthy. Good so, point. you know, it's just, it's who you are as a human being. You know, are you engaging with people in your life? Are you caring about people? Do you try to, you know, have a positive attitude? These kinds of things. Are you, are you contributing to maybe people that are less fortunate? And it doesn't mean money-wise. You could be helping a neighbor mow their lawn because they're older, or maybe they've hurt themselves and they need help. There's so many ways to show that, you know, you are caring or are are contributing to another human on this planet. It's not just solely on money. Yeah, I'm going to throw out another quote. Yeah. You want to become more successful, help other people become more successful. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. It's so true. And what about what we are taught when we're very young, which like a well-meaning parent or a teacher that can really create havoc on a child's self-esteem, which can last a whole lifetime. Well, that one kind of impacted me, I have to admit. Because when I was in grade school, and even all the way to high school at some point, teachers often referred to me as not being that bright. And thankfully, I had one teacher, I actually had a couple of teachers that were very good about helping me build my Mm self-esteem. One in particular was an English literature teacher. I love that class. I love that teacher. He was a real motivational. And the sports coaches that I had, they were pretty motivational. But a child that goes through life having to carry the burden of something a parent said Negatively, even if it was well-meaning, sometimes, you know, I'm sure that you and I've done it to our daughter, not intentionally, of course, but we may say something that's not necessarily the best for her self-esteem. All parents do it, but, you know, lucky for us, we recognized it and reversed it rather quickly. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, I know this is true for you, we went out of our way to make sure not to say negative things. Now, that doesn't mean that you didn't occasionally hear or there because that's just being a human, human and, yeah. you know, maybe being, you know, short, I don't want to say short tempered, but you know, where you're just frustrated at something and maybe you just said something, but you know, I know you and I really kept real close tabs on doing that because we didn't want that kind of projection on somebody that was brand new to this planet and learning. Yeah. And the trick here too, is if you're a parent and your parents weren't exactly the most supportive and you have children, it's imperative that you do everything you can not to treat your children the way you were treated. I know that a lot of people understand that, but when pressure's mm-hmm. on, sometimes parents don't, you know, they're not the kindest or they'll say something mean that lives with a child mm-hmm. forever. I, I, I want to tell you that story again. Mm-hmm. I know you've heard it, but one time when I was out photographing in a botanical garden, And there was this little girl who was looking at flowers. She was with her grandfather. I think she was having an outing with her grandfather. Right. And she reached over Mm -hmm. and she touched a flower. 
And she was, I could just see in her face, she just was so happy and so filled with joy. And the flower was, I think it was a rose, I'm not sure, but it was really beautiful. I remember the colors in that whole botanical garden were exceptional. Mm -hmm. And she was just having the most joyous feelings. If it gives me the shivers, they get about it. She's having just the most joyous feelings and connecting with that flower Mm -hmm. and her father or grandfather it was, he came over to her and grabbed her hand and pulled her away. He said, don't you touch that flower. A policeman is going to come and arrest you. Good grief. That that made me so upset. In fact, I even wrote a story about it. That made me so upset because so for the rest of this little child's life, she's going to look at a flower. She's not going to associate it necessarily with the beauty she saw. Right. She's going to think of her grandfather, who is a guardian and somebody, you know, that you typically would look up to mm-hmm. is telling her that a policeman is going to take her away. Not to mention the fact it could also embed a negative impression of police officers. And that in itself well, isn't yes. very good. No, it's not. It's not at all. You know, I think you have to be very selective when you're teaching and talking to children. And it's hard because we have pressures as adults to deal with. But you want to impart as much uh, knowledge and coping skills as you can to a brand new soul that's here. And the one thing that I thought was kind of cool, that with our daughter, we tried to not say no with her. It's always a guidance. It's not like, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. It's more of, hey, why don't you do this instead? It's it's a suggestion. You're still saying, no, we don't agree with you. But it's not this no, no, no negative attitude. And what's interesting about her is now she doesn't say the word no. Like, she won't say no to anything. She'll want to try it, do it. And I remember her first words to us were no, because she thought it was hysterical. <laughs> she would say no and run off. And it was like a new word for her because she really didn't hear that word too often in our household. So something to think about when you're wanting to say no to your children because they're driving you nuts. Instead of saying no, tell them what they can do. Or do what I always do. What's that? Yell out, are you kidding me? (laughs) That's a clear message, right? (laughs) Like a beacon. (laughs) Yes, that walks across all kinds of statements. Are you kidding me? It's like, yes, I am kidding you. (laughs) But anyway, so you were going to tell us about... Uh, Self-talk. Right. Yeah, kind of getting back to Bruce Lee's quote. Yeah. Well, morning, noon, night, every person chats with themselves internally. Yes, that's so true. And I think I'm the queen of it sometimes. But I know other, everybody else does it too. But sometimes you just go, really? This inner dialogue needs to like You should have stop. said, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> well, that's reminiscent of what I've heard so many people in their self-talk is it can be very negative. And I happen to be a Gemini, so that means I'm the twins. And when there are definitely two people inside my coconut that are always chatting and Mm -hmm. one's up the other's down one's down the other tries to bring them up Mm -hmm. then they both go down and it's just that goes on and on and on i know and you've mentioned it to me angie that your self-talk sometimes gets a little annoying and carried away and and we when we do that to ourselves we're feeding in so much negativity that good thoughts good ideas Mm -hmm. from the universe or wherever can't penetrate Right. I feel very conflicted about that because there's a, there's a portion of me that goes, okay, this needs to stop because you know better and you shouldn't do this. And 
you should get on with being more positive and move ahead. So it, then it causes more dialogue. But I've learned that if I just take a moment and go, okay, you're done. That conversation's over. Let's move on and change the subject. It seems to work better than sitting here chastising yourself or having this inner dialogue and how you need to have better control. Really just end it without anything else. Well, it's and it's, it's it. a very easy thing for us to tell other people. And it's a very easy thing for us to tell ourselves, right. but it's a very difficult thing to practice. There's a, a biblical saying that uh, you remove one demon only to have seven more move in. Right. And I struggle with that admittedly. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I think that once you're used to that. And also I did read something that's very interesting about the repeated negative thinking that you have. I don't want to call it obsessive thinking because that's a little extreme, but where you're recycling things in your head, it's actually once you form that receptor in your head, it's because you have taught it to do that. You wired yourself, right? You wired yourself to do it. So you have to unwire yourself by doing it for at least 30 days of cutting cutting that off, giving yourself the cold turkey and saying, nope, we're not going to think about that. We're going to move on because you're done with that subject. Well, everybody talks about positive thinking and you say, oh, you just need to think more positive. No, it's not that. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. It's different. It's hard that. to, when you tell people, well, you just need to think more positive. Well, it's real easy to have that roll off the tongue. But right. it's quite a different story when you try to practice it. But like, but also, it's not very realistic. We can't be positive all the time, but we can change the subject. Well, psychologists tell right. us that being negative has a benefit. It's part of a survival technique. You, it does. And the whole thing about if you walk into mm-hmm. a jungle and you're not afraid that you might be attacked. Which you'll, means you'll be attacked and eaten. Well, exactly. <laughs> right? You'll be you'll some, be dead. <laughs> you'll be somebody's dinner. Right. But you the back it, in the caveman days, right? Yeah. 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 As you walk through the as you walk through the jungle, you need to be aware of what your surroundings are and that there is a possible threat. Correct. So that does bring on a certain amount of negative thinking. You right. go, oh my gosh, I better worry because behind that next tree or rock or something, there could be a what Bengal tiger, a Bengal tiger or a lion, a snake. They're all hungry out there. <laughs> yeah. And you look like a good meal. Yeah, something for a snack. But yeah, I think that the, it, it came in handy way back in the day, but now in our modern society, you have to retrain your brain to be... Aware. Aware and positive. And also, you have the ability sh- to shut down conversation in your head or with someone else that you feel is not in your best interest because it's not feeding you in a positive way, meaning it's not making you feel good. If you don't feel good about it, then stop it. Stop it immediately. Yeah, it gets down to self-awareness. Right. Not positivity, but self-awareness. Yeah, thank you, because I think that makes it, it sounds more accurate when you say self-awareness. Right, right. Be self-aware. You have to be self-aware when you're driving down the freeway and you're going to change lanes. You Mm -hmm. want to make sure that there's nobody in the lane next to you. That's self-awareness. But you can be self-aware internally. Correct. And and make your decisions. And if you find that things are getting carried away in the thought process, cut it, cold turkey, change the subject, and move on. End of story. That's it. 
No, I'm with you on that. Right, right. Even though I find it difficult. I do too. <laughs> so it's, it's a work in progress. Yeah, it's a very much a work in progress, <laughs> yeah. but it is a well worth doing. Mm-hmm. And we have to thank uh, Bruce Lee for setting the totally. stage for this, right? Totally. And we hope that you jot down Bruce Lee's quote. Or, you know what, better yet, Rod, I'm going to go ahead and put it on our website as a free download. So you can put it on your devices, like your phone, your computer, your iPad, whatever. And I'll put it on there. It's free. Just go ahead and click on it. And then I think you do save as on your device or save into your photos. And then you can put it into your screensaver. Yeah, so. save it into your photos. Yeah. Guess what? What? I already have it on my phone. Oh, do you? Oh, good for you. I look at it every day when I get up. That's, I start my day out with it, and it helps. It, it's really helped. There's so much. It's it's one of those quotes. There's lots of quotes out there, and I like quotes. Everybody knows that I'm always quoting yes. something. But what I especially liked about this one mm-hmm. is it's not just a single one-note quote. There's many things to, to be derived from this quote. I hope people do download it. It's, it's worth looking at. This is not one that you can absorb instantaneously. I mean, it took me a while, mm-hmm. even having it on my phone. And when I get up in the morning and my phone says, good morning, and then I read it and I feel like, okay, this is a good way mm-hmm. to approach the day. Try to keep uh, self-aware. Mm-hmm. I won't use try to be positive. I just say, try to be self-aware. self-aware. And it's working. Good, good, good for you. I'm so glad you have that on your phone because I'm going to put it on my phone too. And it's just a great way to focus on the forefront of your thoughts, keeping it just really right there, right in front of your face so you don't forget. And especially if you look at it first thing in the morning, and I know we're all checking our phones, you know, occasionally through the day, and you're going to see that. And you're going to read it. You may read one sentence one time, another sentence another time, and it may start to mean different things to you. So it's like a multifaceted quote that can really be applied sentence at a time or, you know, just giving you a thought, a food for thought. You know what I did? What? You know what I replaced that quote with? What? I had a big pickup truck with a 350 engine <laughs> <laughs> that I was manifesting because I want that truck, right? You're so, manifesting your truck. So, yes. So okay. instead of looking at the truck, I decided to listen, get some better wisdom than looking at a Dodge Ram truck uh, on my phone every morning. That's cool. Well, on my phone, I have this water that's coming towards you like a flow, like flow of energy and creativity. And when I look at it, it reminds me of that. But I think I'm, I'm going to change that to the Bruce Lee quote because I really, really enjoy that so much. You know, this has uh, really been a great conversation about self-talk mm-hmm. and how important it is for your well-being. Yes. And self-talk and self-image impacts our happiness and our success in life. Something that we all need to pay more attention to. Yes. And remember, everyone, if you'd like to have a screensaver so you can put it on your devices of the Bruce Lee quote, I'm putting it up on the website on the very front page of our thoughtrowpodcast.com website. So all you have to do is click on it and download it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And please remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm really glad you tuned in today. We hope you enjoyed the thoughts and ideas we shared with you. 
We post a new podcast every week, so remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. So it's bye for now from my husband Rod and I, wishing everyone a great day. Thank you.